0: Today, we're going to do something a little different. This week, we had a power hour to conquer restaurant staffing shortages in which we came together and shared actionable ideas you can use right away to develop a magnetic culture and attract more applicants into your pipeline. This is the audio from that session. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Guest Getter, the best place for tours to learn the art and science of getting more new guests, getting guests coming back more often, and getting guests spending more per visit so that you can be more profitable and do more of what you love. My name's Kyle Gilfoyle. Let's hit it. All right, so power to conquer restaurant staffing shortages. Um, this is brought to you by Guest Getter and the Nimble Bar Company. Um, my my supposed my co-host, who is supposed to be on with me today, Ken McGarry, uh, has just returned from uh, COVID testing because he thinks he has COVID. So uh, you get just more of me. So today's game plan: I'm going to give you a quick intro of who I am. We're going to set the scene. Why are we here? We're going to talk about a culture reset because I believe that. It is our culture that serves as a beacon, as a beacon, and as a magnet to attract more of what we want into our businesses, whether it's uh, more customers or more applicants or you know a better team. Uh, we're then going to talk about the shift from traditional marketing uh, of you know bringing more guests in through our doors to currently a lot of folks are um, are uh, having to develop their um, their recruitment marketing plans. Uh, I'll show you a little bit of a demo of a, a case study of Chick-fil-A, who is embodying a lot of what we're going to talk about really well, and then I, I want to turn it over to you guys and, and get your insights, and, you know, we can kind of collaborate a little bit. So, um, by the way, I usually have some sort of tech, per- I can't see chat, so um, there should be a Q&A there uh, if you want to, you know, um, deposit questions into that Q&A as they come to you, uh, not necessarily so that I can answer them, but perhaps so that somebody else here can answer them. So uh, let's set the scene, okay? Um, So why are we here? Well, it all started with the birth of the internet, which happened many years ago. The tectonic shifts were happening well before COVID. The pandemic was simply an earthquake that accelerated shifts that were happening anyways. The internet created a viable path to to work flexibility, geography flexibility, and new ways of contributing value and new ways of working. <clears throat> uh, kind of a little sort of interesting aside, we're actually uh, right in the midst of a dawn of a new era called Web3. And Web2 is essentially streamlining how information was exchanged. And Web3 is, really, um, is really about streamlining how value is exchanged. And uh, this has really been spurred by blockchain technologies. Anyways. Um, long winded way of saying, you know, this kind of a, a brave new world, you know, you know, just to Yeah, so and then when you add stimulus checks, to this, of course, we've entered what's becoming known as the great resignation, right? So it's not the Great Recession, it's a great resignation. And um, so a lot this, uh, these, um, these metrics are from the contrarian newsletter. So 55% of Americans anticipate finding a new job in the next year. So just imagine that you have, let's say, 20 employees, Anywhere from 10 to 12 of those employees over the course of the next year are likely going to not be with you. Uh, searches for remote jobs are up 460%. And by the way, there is a way for us as restaurant owners and operators to tap into this. Uh, and in June, 4 million Americans quit their job. Meanwhile, there are 9 million open positions, right? So, um, so employees are migrating, clearly. But where are they going? Honestly, who the fuck knows? So, like this, this whole shifts like this. No one knows, right? It's it's completely new. So, what we can do though is we can stick to what will always be true. We can be principle driven, and this leads us into a simple culture reset. Um, what I mean by this is every single person, they are they are becoming someone. This is a little philosophical, but they are at point a right now and they want to get to point b so what we can do is we can begin to uncover that we can just just have a simple sit down with each member of our team and understand how or understand who it is that they're becoming and i'll I'll give, I'll, I'll make this concrete in a moment but what this enables us to do is once we understand who they're becoming we can position our business and our culture as the wings that help them get there. So the big question is, who are your employees slash team members becoming? Okay. And now, to understand who they're becoming, we simply ask these questions. And by the way, some of these questions might seem weird. Um, or I, I, have, I have sat team members down myself, and I've asked these questions of them. And interestingly, at first, the reaction is usually like, this is weird. But then they get bought into it because they understand that you are buying into them so they become bought into you okay so the questions are and by the way none of this is like gospel okay these are these are ideas this whole this whole presentation is about actionable ideas okay um so ask them what, what is your dream outcome like what do you really want in your life and it's not just about like it's not the you know where do you see yourself in five years from now it's like you know what's important to you. What what's what's standing in your way of whatever that dream outcome is. Maybe you want to start a business, right? Or you know, for me, that's that's what I I I was working bars and restaurants uh, first. It was to um, to fuel my my education, and then it was to fuel the building of a business, right? So, um, as a restaurant owner, had I known that about myself, I could have aligned myself, and I could have said, well, you know, we're going to help you get there. We're going to figure out what training you need. Uh, what mentorship you need and we are going to become part of that journey right um moving on what skills do you want to acquire right they like like being in a bar or a restaurant it requires a lot of skills for it to run uh, successfully so what, what what are you keen to learn uh what are your financial and lifestyle goals and ultimately what are your values and some some people might not have answers to these and that's okay because what we can then do is we can help them uncover their answers and in that way we become coaches to our team members which uh is is a very that is very powerful for your brand you know think about team members who leave and then you know they reflect and they talk about about their experience and they say you know that place really helped me get you know become the person i wanted to become okay so we want to understand who they're becoming and as i mentioned when they know that you're bought into them they'll buy into you okay so and that understanding is gold I just found this gift. That's gold, dairy gold. Anyways, um, it's gold because it gives you the incredible power to do something called aligned incentives. And, um, again, sorry, some of this sort of, uh, philosophy stuff, but there's Charlie Munder, who is famous for being, uh, Warren Buffett, the most successful investor in the world. That's his partner. And he has this incredible, uh, thing called, I think it's the 24 laws of human misjudgment could be 23. I don't know, but it's one of these things that um essentially he uh he put down all the ways that he notices people make catastrophic fuck-ups in their life and in their business that uh they do again and again and again and um and it's, it's it's one of these useful things to study it's a little bit dry but if you study it You begin to see how it plays into everything. I I think there should be like a a mandatory high school course on it. But the first the first law is that humans under under recognize the importance of reinforcement and incentives. Put another way, every single time you hear someone say in a relationship, uh, you know my my partner just they just don't care about me, or every single time you hear a staff member say I feel underappreciated, we hear this all the time, right? It's because, it's because their, their hard work uh, isn't being reinforced either with words, deeds, or financial incentives. Okay, So aligned incentives are incredibly powerful. And once we understand who these people want to become, we can begin to incentivize them in a way that will actually motivate them. So there are three ways to incentivize. You can incentivize improvement in skill, improvement in performance, and, and uh, time-based incentives. Okay, so. So let's just do a little align incentive exercise. Okay. Very, very simple. Um, let's say someone has a lifestyle goal of working remotely one month per year. Um, excuse me. A lot of restaurants would probably be like, well, you know, you can't, you can't work remotely here. We're a brick and mortar location. But what if instead you considered all the remote needs that your business actually does have, like let's take stock, right? Um, you have bookkeeping needs, you need social media management. You need emails responded to. You need content created, advertising, email outreach. A bar, or restaurant is no, you know, like it's 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 a business that has you know many businesses have universal needs, and and these are those needs. And so, what if you said that the aligned incentive was for every eleven months you spend with us, we'll give you the ability to work one month remotely to create sixty social media posts and respond to all social media comments. Bam, Okay, you have an aligned incentive. Um, and and, you know, this is just one of many examples, uh, and it's something that they get and you get and your customers benefit as well. So it's it's a win, win, win agreement. Okay. I wish I could ask you guys how this is going. I don't know how. I don't know how to use Zoom, so I'm just going to forge ahead here. Uh, I hope this is making sense. And then what you can do is you can gamify your restaurant with something like a role roadmap. So this is about making it fun okay like imagine sitting there having an interview with a you know a prospective uh employee um and showing them something like this hey like you know by the way we believe here that every one of our our team members uh should be trained in all all areas of the restaurant because because the more the more we're able to cross-pollinate uh the 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 stronger the overall performance is the more fulfillment you'll get out of your position because you 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 see it from all angles, and the better your skills it'll be and the better you'll be positioned to 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 move on in your career you know for example, right so it's like and and I just pulled all this stuff out of my ass by the way, but you know two dishwashing shifts and you get like a little bonus it doesn't it doesn't have to be crazy, right It's just like little bonuses when you achieve certain milestones and and you can make this um, as extensive as you want but um, I think you could probably see how um, you know, having a bit of a roll roadmap, uh, as well as incentives in general, can be extremely uh, effective. And um, yeah, so you know, yeah, two dishwashing shifts, thirty-five bucks, and or maybe a gift card. Three bussing shifts, uh, forty bucks, and you're gonna get a a hat. Three hosting shifts, forty-five bucks, and maybe you get like a gift card for the establishment. So like, it costs you next to nothing. You could also partner with, you know, like for the serving example, um, you could partner with gyms and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're also fortifying your local uh, community. So so yeah, gamify gamify the onboarding process of your restaurant. So roles and incentives, Um, you can also give, uh, well, what we just demonstrated was giving small bonuses when they achieve a skill and a role. Um, You can give rewards for bringing new guests, establishing key relationships. So for example, a couple years ago at a restaurant I was uh, managing, we uh, we had cards um, that every single member of our team could go to hotel concierges and they could develop relationships and there it was a contest right and so whoever whoever I think I forget what the specific metric was but whoever basically cultivated the most relationships won like a pretty sweet prize um, okay concierge relationships are very important as well as high performing content maybe maybe you have an aspiring like film editor or something like that right um, so if you uh, by the way, this is sort of an aside as well, but I, I believe content is is best when it's uh, done in house, and this is coming from a guy who, who gets paid to do it for other people. So, um, you know, if you have someone on your team who's like, yeah, I want to make videos or I, I want to cut my photography skills, right? Like, like use that, you know, and and give them incentives for when they, um, perhaps when their content reaches a certain significant metric. Okay. Um, all right. Now we're just gonna move into, we're at about like the three quarter mark here, um, we're going to move into recruitment marketing. Very simple. Okay. This is very simple. This is all predicated on the, the fact that, that here, let me just, this is really predicated on the fact that there are a lot of open positions and there are a lot of ads out there, uh, for positions and many folks, unfortunately are getting very little response. So let's address that. Okay. Now it's not hard to imagine why they don't get a whole bunch of response when they look something like this. We are short staffed. Please be patient with the staff that did show up. No one really wants to work anymore. Hiring all positions. Experienced line folks starting at 40K a year, including meal compensation. Ask me how. Don't even waste my time if you can't do long hours, hot kitchens, or hard work. No kidding. Who the hell would sign up for that? sounds like shit. Okay. Due to no staff, we are closed. We are hiring call number. Thank you. Hardee's. Okay. Who wants to be part of something that is like, like basically advertising that it's dead. Okay. So we want to be positioning ourselves as strong and like we're a going concern. Okay. Here's McDonald's. All right. Starting their, their headline starting pay $12 an hour. Great. Great, okay, but they, they do start to take a step in, in the right direction by, um, you know, they they list out benefits, okay, so they're starting to stack the value, right, okay, so college tuition assistance, 2500 to three grand per year after 90 days of employment, pretty sweet, free high school diploma program, free uniforms, free employee meals, uh, free is a very powerful word, by the way, if you haven't noticed, um, Retirement plans, flexible scheduling, career opportunities, pay training, discounts and McDonald's partners, anniversary bonus, uh, employee discount, overtime pay for designated holidays. Okay, so we're starting to um, we're starting to get somewhere here. And I'm just going to talk very briefly about direct response principles. It's actually just one simple principle, really, okay. And direct response is, is basically like an old school form of marketing that would be in like magazines. There would be an offer in that magazine, and there would be a call to action for you to you know call uh, to get a full report or something like that. And so what they're looking for is they're looking for response. And if we want more response from our ads, this is a very real problem, by the way. I, I candidly I wanted to include some some examples, but if you just go to Craigslist in your town and you look up you know food beverage hospitality jobs, you will see this stuff is rampant. So if we want more response, we simply reduce friction and we increase the value, benefits, and perks. And I'll give you very clear examples here. So, uh oh, I just triggered Siri. Uh oh. Okay. 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 Here we go. So, here's some examples of friction. And I want to um, preface this by saying I'm not, I am, again, none of this is gospel. I am no guru, right? These are just ideas. And, and, and yeah. So. So you don't have to get rid of this stuff, but I will give you examples of what you might consider replacing it with or how you might consider adjusting it so resumes and cover letters right people see this it's friction. Um, Candidly, what do we all say all the time about most resumes most of them end up in the trash anyways okay it's just more clutter for the most part right and someone can very easily. Say one thing on their resume and then they show up and there's something else right so. In a way, you've got to kind of reflect like what's what's the point anyway, I would consider instead of replacing resumes and cover letters with key questions like questions that actually matter, because the way people answer questions really, I, I believe is far more revealing than what's in a resume or a cover letter, maybe not a cover letter, but definitely a resume. So, you know, for example, you could ask the question, how do you think your past experience would help you thrive with our team or in our culture, you know. Um, uh, you could say, you know, let's say it's like a bartender position. You could be like, uh, what, what cocktail are you most excited to make for your first guest? You know, and you see, these are, these, these are good questions that could lead to very revealing answers. Okay. So, uh, those are ideas in-person interviews could be replaced by a 10 minute zoom call, um, and should that be successful you have a good conversation get a good vibe from the person the next step could be like a two-hour paid trial shift right so people are actually demonstrating their capability their attitude their character on the court instead of in a fucking resume competitive wages okay this is this is friction because it it leads to uncertainty it's like well what does that even mean competitive wages okay um and you might want to consider replacing that with specific wages not i'll get into that in a sec and also required certification so making people need food safe this and that that stuff is is easy to do so get rid of the friction and simply say after a successful you know call interview okay by the way you gotta go get the certification go get it right so yeah um okay so here are examples of value that we want to dial up and we saw actually mcdonald's do this quite well benefits perks you want a specific and ideally a high wage, a flexible scheduling, a scheduling that allows folks to plan ahead, a free meals, health and wellness programs, remote work possibilities, kind of like the example we went over, um, the custom incentive roadmap. So, like really, um, you know, like understanding where they want to go, and 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 you create a roadmap for them. Um, training scholarships. Something else I want to touch on the previous section about. Um, about this uh understanding core employees are becoming is when you have that uh and when you have when you have that information you have those roadmaps that's also stuff that you can kind of feature in your um in your you know your ads or at least your your interview materials um to to get buy-in really fast if someone ever in an in an interview showed me that i like they were going to help me become someone you know like get to where I really want to go I, I would be very uh, excited about that so so it's really simple right this whole thing you lower friction you hire the val- uh, you raise the value you get more response and why we want more response is because it means a healthier applicant pipeline this is a completely new problem for bars and restaurants um, whereas before we would put in all these steps of friction because we're like whoa we have like a freaking pile of resumes and we don't have any positions, so uh, yeah, yeah. Then it makes sense to have those steps of friction. But when you want more response, um, you, you have to lower the friction, elevate the value, and then what you're ultimately left with a healthier applicant pipeline. You know, in any business, you know, usually we think of like customer pipelines, and we want to keep those uh, nice and 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 full, right? Because we otherwise otherwise business down the line does does dry up. And restaurants are no different. They, they do have a pipeline. It's just not visible to most, right? And so the healthier, healthier our applicant pipeline is, the the the, the better quality of, you know, the better, better we are able to just staff our our, our bars and restaurants, right? So I think it kind of goes without saying. Um, and I just wanna finish here by considering when you go through all this stuff, there's this guy, Alex from Mosey wrote a book I'm obsessed with called hundred million dollars off or hundred million dollar offers, how to make offers. So good. People feel stupid saying no. <laughs> and, um, he has, uh, this really simple, um, uh, this really simple formula, which is, um, if you can take their dream outcome and you can multiply it by the perceived likelihood of achievement. So like when you have your incentive roadmap, for example, you, you, you don't want to make it. So it's like, you have to work here for five years and then you'll get like $5, right? So, you know, uh, the perceived likelihood of achievement, most people might not, especially early on, be willing to stay with you for five years, right? So just an example. And then on the, so you want to, you want to know the dream outcome, you want to, you want to maximize it by the perceived likelihood of achievement. And then at the bottom, you want to reduce time delay. So this is kind of like the example I just gave where it's like five years to get something you want to, you know, and the, the more little spots for um the more little uh, destinations you have on your roadmap um the more motivated people will be because you have all these little steps and it's like oh yeah yeah i want to i want to get that or i want to get that blah 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 um, and then also um the higher the effort and sacrifice is the lower the perceived value right so this kind of goes hand in hand with reducing friction for example um, and it, it also like we don't ever want to say if you work here you know you're going to be working 60 hour weeks you're you know you're going to be going to bed at 5 a.m every morning right so that's that sacrifice right so i just thought it was worth mentioning this um and that's that's actually actually i want to show you someone who's doing this really well in practice um by the way if you guys uh, ever want to see what like big dogs are doing like like people who have way more you know, money than most. Uh, you can go to this thing called uh, Facebook Ad Library. Just Google it, and you can literally find this. Part of Facebook's transparency uh, thing. You can literally uh, look up any advertiser, and you can see their ads. You can see like their landing pages. Um, it's it's actually pretty powerful because these people have like I'm going to look up Chick Fil A right now, right? They have invested gazillions of dollars in marketing, and so you know for us we can just we, we can just sort of ride their coatets right we can you know sort of you know kind of be like those cyclists who ride behind you know someone who's really fast um so so okay so here's some check this out okay so here's some ads um and they have so they have stuff obviously for their um for their you know their food and stuff like that um but here check this ad out grow your career with us okay you play it. Members. So they're showing a girl who's like she goes from a team member to an ER nurse. What are they doing there? They are showing how they help their employees become who they want to become. Okay, look at this. This like they have tons of these ads. Look at this. Damn, was a Chick Fil A team member, now a Chick Fil A owner, inspiring my team. Okay, I'll just show one more. Had great mentors as a Chick Fil A team member, now mentoring others as a team leader. Right, like it's, it's just classic. They are, you know, just helping folks become who they want to be. And so if you go to their page, by the way, if you guys like, if you guys want help, um, with any of this here, I also want to mention something like when you run ads, like the ones we just saw on Facebook, the competition in almost every local market, For bars and restaurants on facebook is so low it is a tremendous bang for your buck okay i believe like it is a pretty big missed opportunity to to just not you could even put in 5 10 15 bucks a day on facebook and you know whether you're looking to get more guests or more staff like if that's not paying for itself um even just you setting it up and targeting your local market um, call me or text me and, uh, let's, let's get into it. If you want help with like pages like this, I, I can help you with that too. Um, I'm not looking to sell anything here. I, I, I would just love to, to help folks solve this specific problem because I'm, I'm very passionate about it, obviously. Um, and I, I, I also fundamentally believe that, you know, healthy restaurants, bars, hotels, cafes are really a sign of just a healthy local community. Right. Um, so like, look at this, why work at Chick-fil-A? Uh, we aren't just in the business of chicken. We're in the business of people. Okay. We're closed every Sunday. So they're, you know, they're showing, like they're showing benefits here. We offer college scholarship. We help make a difference in your communities. Okay. So this is like self transcendent stuff. You know, people, people have an innate desire to give. Okay. Um, so ready to apply Grow your career with us. There's a video of someone, uh, you know, success story. Secret ingredient is you, right? Like they're pouring into their people. They're really highlighting the culture. Okay, and this is why it's important to set aside the time to, to just sit sit down with team members and understand who is it you want to become. All this culture shit stems from simple questions like that, but most people don't ask them because, like, I don't know, maybe they think it's weird, uh, which at first surprised it because it's unusual. Okay, but anyway, so. That was the case study I wanted to show you guys, um, and uh, that's it. If you um, ever want to email me, just email me at palettenimblebar.com. If you want to call, text me two five zero five eight nine seven two two two. Always happy to just share ideas. Like I'm, like I'm not. This is not a sales call thing. It's just like let's let's talk. Uh, and then I would love it to. Uh, how about HBU? How about you? Um, so I'm gonna stop sharing here, and. I see one question, uh, let's see okay. so uh, Ashley asks, Do you have any thoughts slash knowledge on the concept of profit sharing in restaurants? Great question. Um, I think it's i think i well, I'll open this up in a second here, but I, I think it's it's really smart. This goes back to the idea of aligned incentives um, you know. One of the things, so I don't want to get my wires crossed here, but so um, with Guest Getter, um, we're developing basically a holistic system called, currently, its working title is Jedi Restaurant Marketing Mastery. And it's all about giving uh, anyone really the skill set they need to deliver ROI or a return on investment to a bar restaurant. Now, most staff members don't give a shit about ROI, they don't give a shit about a return, okay? they see a lot of that stuff as more stuff to do. Why is that? It's because their incentives aren't aligned. Now, if you then shake that up and you say, hey, staff member, um, if, you, if you're if you able to you know, do some advertising or something like that, you can show us a return on it. Like you can defend your results. We'll give you a percentage of the additional revenue that you generated, right? So." That's one example, that's revenue sharing. Profit sharing, I think is probably really difficult unless they, um, well, it, it probably isn't, I'm probably overthinking. It. But anyways, I'm gonna, I think it's an amazing idea. You just have to figure out the structure and, and how to track it. But anytime incentives can be aligned. Like for example, something you might have on the incentive roadmap is um, after a couple of years with our establishment, we actually give you a small equity stake in our organization. That's That's compelling, right? you're moving like maybe someone wants to be a business owner well if you learn everything the inside and out of this of this establishment um you learn how to manage it you learn how to wash dishes everything and and you've been with us for a couple of years well we feel you definitely deserved you you definitely deserve some ownership stake here and then inevitably there there's profit sharing built into that um, profit share yeah so anyways there there it is um so I'd love it if uh I don't even know how to I don't know how this works but I'd love to hear from I I know Jane Jane is on the line here and um I just feel like she has some wonderful perspective. I'm going to I'm going to try and promote you. I hope I'm not putting you in the spot here, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, so so Jane um yeah t- t- tell tell us tell us about like a clips notes version of, you know, your your experience and uh yeah, just any any ideas you got.
1: Sure. Um well yeah like I that was a great little chat thank you and great talk from you um and I agree with everything you said I did have like a few little just thoughts as you were talking as well um uh going over aligned incentives um and the the kind of a list of questions you had to ask employees um I think just kind of to flip that around a little bit um the organization's values and goals and where they want to be going as well. Um, that should be something that's e- either really obvious and really evident to um, employees and everybody in the organization. And also kind of continually updated and shared with everybody as well. I think like uh to have to have employees who are uh really engaged and aligned, um they have to know um that yeah they have to know that about the organization and um and kind of believe in it and um and get on board with that and that's kind of a hard thing to do um <laughs> especially as they're kind of um as i think a lot of employees are kind of looking for um different things and looking for more from work and from their organization than ever before um we're kind of <clears throat> things have shifted a little bit and people just want to uh yeah just are expecting a lot more especially in hospitality I think everybody's really faced a lot of um, instability, either in their level of employment or else in what hospitality looks like um, and the uh, capability to take care of people. Um, and so it's yeah, it's really yeah important to find that common goal that uh, that staff can align with as well, not just so that they feel like you believe in them, but so they also believe in you as well.
0: So oh, yeah. Totally. And I love that. And it's, it really is, it um it is an ongoing process, right? Like I, you know, in the, in mm-hmm. the presentation, I say it's a quick, quick reset, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it, it's, it should become like a best practice. And I, yeah, I totally, I totally agree that, yeah, yeah the establishment has really. to sort of get clear on that themselves too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think a, another point as well, that um I think if, if any of us are on the, the hospitality group and on Facebook, we, we see over and over and over again, the um the issue with posting competitive wages and and or starting at this rate and that sort of thing and um this is something that uh i've felt organizations need to look at even before the pandemic and before the labor shortage is just uh, in putting in place wage ranges for all roles and kind of standardizing them in general in their organization and that's obviously going to shift over time and it's different different for different things but it's just so helpful for your team to know, this is the role I'm in, and this is where I can go with it, and then we can, and then I can go from there. And kind of having that, um, just kind of knowing where you stand um, in the organization, and and then having um, ongoing reviews, so you kind of know, like, oh, it's been this, much, like, you know, this this length of time. That's pretty basic in most other places, but it's really not something that's um, that happens in a lot of restaurants. And that's just so helpful for people to kind of um, just like kind of tells them where they are because they can just get kind of lost in one position or one job for so long and then start looking for other things. Totally. Yeah. Um what else? <laughs> well, and just as far as dealing with staff shortages right now at this period of time, it's it's still going to be quite hard for a while because it's a uh, I think everybody's ready to to do some serious recovery, but we're not we're not done yet. <laughs> you know, like we're still really dealing with COVID and we're still dealing with a lot of instability in general, not just with the pandemic, but with we have an election coming up. And just a lot of things are, are not really like the dust hasn't really settled yet. So mm-hmm. I think one thing that um a lot of employees are looking for, especially ones who are have left or are leaving the hospitality industry is uh stability. And that's one thing that a lot of people were like left because they couldn't deal with this instability and so um when you are looking for employees at this point just make sure you can offer that in some way or make sure that that it's um you know you're not going to be giving people another taste of (laughs) of kind of reactive behavior uh in the face of another storm because it's it's i don't think it's quite over yet
0: so i totally agree and i um i remember i wrote an article like right at the beginning uh and was, so, like, anytime a market shifts, it does not mean that there isn't business that can't be done, you know, you just, you may need, you may need to repurpose what, what people are doing, and uh, so, you know, I, I I do know that there were some establishments, they're not big either, like, you know, it's easy for us to look at Cactus Club or Earls, who, like, you know, are, Mm. like, huge right and they have tons like huge budgets but there were there were small establishments that did not lay anybody off they just you know they just got together and they said okay like it's kind of like like wartime in a way where it's like okay like like you're gonna go from you know making uh couches in a factory to making tanks or you know so um yeah no i i I, and i I just all that to say that that you, I believe that I know it's not hard. I know it's, it's, it's easy to say, not easy to do, yeah. but um, yeah. I believe that you can create a stable environment by just, just kind of, you know, yeah. So
1: cool. Especially if you know that you have a team that is completely on board with the business already, yeah. and yeah. it's a lot easier to have them to have your team pivot with you and move with you instead of them kind of being like, Whoa, we're not doing this anymore. I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. So,
0: Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, Jane. I, like, I really appreciate it. Um, no problem, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah thanks
1: for doing this.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. oh my pleasure. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna give the mic to my boy, Brian. I don't know. If there are two of them in <laughs> here. Sorry. And uh, yeah, if anyone else oh, has yeah. anything they they feel compelled to share, just like I think you can raise your hand or something. Brian Chapman will be rejoining, uh, or you can put something in the Q and A. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Brian's here and zoom's crazy. Uh, has to unmute really is zoom. Zoom's a
2: skill. Zoom is a skill. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I am well, man. I am well, yeah. Good chat. Good chat so far. Um, yeah, a lot of good points. Thank you. Um, and I kind of like, especially, you know, uh, Jane's points there, you know, I kind of like, I, I, I you know, I, I went through the COVID as uh, I started, you know, I was a bar manager when we all got hit and I got laid off with, you know, all of my staff, we all got laid off and kind of when it came time to come back, you know, it was a it was a difficult cl- comeback. And it was so long that I found that I had taken a bit of a personal different direction than the place I was working in. So um and I'd started doing some other things because, you know, I kind of had to come up with my own solutions while I was waiting. And I think that's what a lot of people have done is, I think that's where a lot of staff have gone is a lot of staff found their own new direction. That you know, they kind of their hand was forced to like, you know, maybe people were ready to leave the industry but didn't really have a way out, and then kind of got to a point where they said, "Well, you're out of the industry for at least the next while, so you can sit at home and collect your CRRB or whatever we called it back then, uh, or you can figure something else out." And I think a lot of people, like myself, kind of figured something else out, and I've come back to the industry. Um, sort of on and off since then. Um, And, you know, I went through um, working at a place that was very near and dear to me, and I love working there. And I still love visiting the place, but I was so caught up in the work I was doing. uh, I was a little bit blind to the fact that I was going through a mental health crisis, and um, everyone around me noticed And I just kind of had my head in the sand and just like was going to plow through it no matter what. But, you know, one day the owner came to me and he said, you know, we need to talk. And I kind of, you know, it blindsided me and it sort of surprised me, but at the same time, you know, he was trying to, you know, he had my best interest at heart and it was hard for me to see that. So um, yeah. We've uh, um where, where where am I at with that? But and you know I know so so many people who've gone through you know hospitality and just just I think we've all gone through a lot of burnout through through COVID here and uh, trying to go through the mental health and dealing with the COVID and the constant changes. You know, even if you had a job, there wasn't stability because you never knew when the new public health order was gonna come and change, you know, how your service worked, if you had service, you know, if you had a job, if your hours gonna get cut back, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, like Jane was saying, like stability is like about, you know, the hottest ticket item out there right now. And yeah, trying to lure people back by stacking the value that you were talking about um that's you know really what i think is going to do it for people is like you got to show them like hey man like or you know uh we're you know we're here to like put this together make it work together for both of us you know it's not just it can't just be about you know come to work do your job and that's it you know we gotta like we got to be invested in the people just as much as the, they're invested in us. So and that really is like i think the only way that we're going to get, you know, get the staff back and get this whole thing restarted. So
0: Yeah. Love that. Thanks thanks Brian. That's sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Um yeah, really good stuff. Uh All right. Well, I mean, that's all for me. That's all from Jane. It's all from Brian. If anybody else, Kate says uh Jane said everything she would have. That's awesome. Um well that's that's a wrap. Um I have no call to action other than, you know, like connect with each other. Um you can feel free to to hit me up anytime. Um need help with any of this stuff or just thinking about it you know i I think we're all like yeah i i what what pains me is is to see establishments um approach things like in silos like they're just kind of like these like lone wolves so to speak and i think that it'll all just be you know we can just make it easier for each other here uh so yeah but other than that thank you all so much i i don't think one person uh left which is weird but good Um, so, uh, all right, well enjoy the rest of your Tuesday and I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of guest getter. I'm your host, Kyle Guilfoyle. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, you can head over to guestgetter.co to check out the resources in this episode's show notes and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That is it for today. We'll see you next time.